It's Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Today's message is going to be on knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Say it like you got some today. Say wisdom. Amen. We're going to be going into a series now called Kingdom Principles because I want to ground you in the truth. Let's look at Matthew 6.33 and see why we need kingdom principles. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Jesus had just been speaking here what we call the Beatitudes or the attitudes to be blessed in Christ. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall be rich in the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. He goes to that, and then the, the things that we know about, you know, turn the other cheek. He says all of that in those chapters. And then he tells a story about how people seek after riches and seek after their job, and they seek after their clothes. And he says, guys, that's not the way it's going to be in the kingdom. Here's the principle. If you want things in this world, you seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all those other things, your clothes, your job, your work, your family, is added unto you. Are you listening? He said, seek first his kingdom. Did he say, seek first the paycheck? Did he say, seek first college education? I'm four credits away, uh, four classes away from my master's degree in religious education. Shakalaka, come on. But did he say that? Did he say, seek first just going to church on Sunday and putting on some nice clothes? He said, seek first the kingdom. Basilelia in the Greek. Somebody say, somebody with the Latino accent say, Basilelia. Basilelia in the Greek means the active rule and reign of Christ. He said, seek first the active rule and reign of Christ. He's a king and he has a kingdom. Now today... If you had come from Cuba, when I was in Miami, I was hanging out with some Cubans. They say in Cuba, they love their country, it's beautiful, but because of the dictator, they're given a book of stamps that dictate how much food they can have because it's rationed to them. Now I see them in Miami, many of them, their parents came over swimming on boats and just suffering to get here. They say this is the land of prosperity for us, we're so thankful. Now I want you to imagine if one of those young people that came from Cuba went to a grocery store and you looked at what they were putting in their cart, and it was just a little bit of nothing. Maybe just a couple slices of bread. Maybe a cup of milk. Maybe they emptied the, uh, opened up the milk carton and put a little cup in there and poured it out and put it on there. You would look at them, and you would say, what are you doing? And if they said to you, well, this is how we do it in Cuba, what would you say? You ain't in Cuba no more, baby. Go back there and get all that you need. My friends, why would you live like the devil is still your ruler and master if you're in God's kingdom? Why would you go back to sin if God's now your ruler and reigner of your life? Well, I was born imperfect. Of course you were born imperfect. That's why you were born again in the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Stop living by the old kingdom. You see, there's a new king in town, and his name is Jesus. And he overcomes the devil. There is not some WWF wrestling match between the devil and Jesus today. You know, in tights and whatever, you know, oh, slapping each other. No, the Bible says Jesus Christ stepped on him, squashed him like a serpent, and said, it is finished. The kingdom is the active rule and reign of God's life. Righteousness, to be right with God, means to do the right things. That's principles. It's the right thing not to steal. That's a principle. It's the right thing not to lie. That's a principle. That's righteousness. Righteousness is doing the right thing. Can you say amen? 
Now today, what we're talking about is kingdom principles. So for the next few months, or weeks rather, we're going to be talking about kingdom righteousness. How to do right things in the kingdom to accelerate your spiritual walk. To bring you to another level. To ground you in the things of God. Everybody say kingdom principles. Amen. Now turn with me to Proverbs chapter 2. And what I want to talk to you today, the principle of knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Everybody say knowledge, say understanding, and wisdom. This is a principle you're going to apply to every part of your life. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Proverbs chapter 2 was written by Solomon, the son of David. He became king and built the temple after David's rule and reign. He was called the wisest man of the earth, and he was also the richest man of the earth. Solomon had one prayer when God said, I'll grant you the desires of your heart. Whatever you want, I'll give to you. Solomon said, Father, I don't know my left from my right. Make me a wise man so that I can rule in wisdom. God said, because you didn't ask for wealth and riches, you asked for wisdom. All of those things will be added unto to you. Sounds like a prelude to Matthew 6, 33. Gets quiet. Can you say amen? Just fake it till you make it. The preacher is preaching, y'all. Just listen to this. Solomon was given a, a, a blank card, the golden ticket by God. Ask whatever you wish. What did he ask for? Wisdom. And then God said, because you asked for wisdom, now you'll have wealth and riches. What did God tell us when he walked the earth, the shores of Galilee? Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. If anybody understands living by kingdom principles and receiving blessings, it's Solomon. Wisest man was the richest man. The Bible says today in our wealth, he would be over a billionaire, a billionaire, multi-billion of dollars. Why? Because God made him wise. He was smart. He was influential. He was a king. The Bible says that a queen came all the way just to learn from him the things that not that he just knew of God, but the things that he knew of botany, of plants, the study of agriculture, astrology, how he understood the stars. He was a wise man. Somebody say he was a wise man. Look at uh, Proverbs chapter 2. Now look what the wise man says by the Holy Spirit. He says, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turn in your ear to wisdom. Now every time you see one of the words wisdom, knowledge, or understanding, shout it out with me. So start again. Turn in your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as you would for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Come on. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For He guards the course of the just and protects the way of His faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair every good path for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men from men whose words are perverse who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil whose paths are crooked who's devious in their ways now that doesn't that sound like a culture you live in today? If you're not wise, you'll be just like them. You'll walk crooked paths. You'll be in a dark place and you won't even know. 
The Bible says that you'll love your perverseness. Before I even talk homosexuality and, and gay and straight and transgender, let's just talk about sexual sin. If you love it, I can't help you right now. Because if you love sexual sin, it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, bi, tri, or just bi-curious. It can't help you. You've got to hate sin. The first thing you've got to establish is I hate sin. Now, if God told me that I can't have sex with the same sex because that's sin, now I get it. But you get the understanding. If we don't know what sin is, we can't tell people right and wrong yet. They need to know what sin is then to understand right and wrong. I'm getting ahead of myself, but this is what it's talking about. In a day when people live like this, these three things will keep you from their ways. What's going to keep you? What's going to protect you? Understanding will guard you. Young lady gets pregnant. Doesn't know what to do with herself. She understands it's a baby in the womb. She will not have abortion. It will protect her. Somebody right now is single. Maybe they're a single mother, single father. They're getting into the, a relationship that will be more damaging for them. It would be better to be single. But they don't, they don't get it. But if they have some understanding, it will guard them. Somebody right now maybe starting a new job, getting into a business, repositioning themselves. You're not going to do it brain dead like a zombie. You're using your thinker. But you have to have understanding, and it will guard you. The Bible says understanding will guard you. Wisdom, wisdom, say it again, wisdom. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men. Why don't we get drunk? Because we got wisdom. Why don't we have fornication and affairs in our marriages? Because we have wisdom. Why do we spare the rod and not the child discipline our children? Because we have what? Wisdom. Why do we pray and seek God first before we go take a job and marry somebody or go move to another place? Why? Because we have wisdom. The other people don't have wisdom. And we're going to learn the difference right now. There's a difference between having a degree. There's a difference between having a college education. You can have all of that and still be as foolish as all get out. And you know what Mr. T said about a fool. Look at your neighbor and say, he pities the fool. Now, I want to teach you these three words in the Hebrew where the language comes from. Knowledge. Everybody say, doth. The Hebrew word for knowledge is doth. It means to attain truth or facts. So get this in your understanding as we're talking about understanding. Knowledge means to receive facts and truth. It's just simply imputing information into your hard drive, your brain, and your mind. I could keep you here all day about how we've already found out neurologically that yourself is not just connected to your brain, but also to your spirit, meaning you're not just a product of biological evolution. You're a creation in the breath of God. I could talk to you about that, but I don't have time. You're more than just a flesh organ called a brain. You are a self that is using the brain. You are living in a car, driving the car, and that engine, the car is your brain. The body of the car is your body, but the driver is your spirit. Are you listening? Don't have time to get into all of that. But knowledge, doth, is to attain facts. It's just imputing stuff. Two plus two is four. Four plus four is eight. The earth is round. The earth goes around the sun. I'm a boy. You're a girl. We come to church on Sunday. This information. Are you guys with me? That's knowledge. Now, understanding to bond. Everybody say to bond. To bond means to comprehend right and wrong. Now you go beyond just beyond knowledge. Now understanding says, well, two plus two is four because if I have two apples and then two apples and I bring them all together, I have this many apples, four apples. You begin to understand. 
You see, some people know about sex, but they don't understand sex. Oh, I could keep you here all day. Oh, I know sex is good, Pastor. Come on. Sexual healing. That's a song. They, they think sex is going to bring them healing. They don't know nothing about sex. It might feel good, but it can't bring you. It will send you to hell. See, people know about it, but they don't understand it. Why don't they understand it? Because they don't understand. When birds and bees get together, there's a reproduction process that takes place. And then all of a sudden, oh, I'm pregnant. I have a child. Well, what did you think was going to happen? Did you not understand? Sex wasn't made for a girl on a pole at night or for BigHooters.com on the computer, fellas. Sex was reproducing after our kind. So you don't understand. Some people don't understand money. That's why they didn't tithe. They think money is to achieve things in this life. You don't understand what money is here to do. Money is to achieve things for God, and you've already messed it up by trying to feed it to yourself. You're for and no more. You don't understand the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. You can take a blessed person's money all away. They'll still get it back because they have a blessing. Money don't make you blessed. God makes you blessed. And then all types of blessings come to the one that is blessed. But people don't understand. Oh, I gotta keep my money. I gotta keep my tithe. I gotta keep, I gotta keep it. I gotta have it all. Money, 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 money. Money! You don't understand. Want to be like Donald Trump looking good going to hell. Donald Trump will bust hell wide open just like the one-eyed limping dude down the street asking for 50 cents to get a bus ride. Because you don't understand. This is, just a, this is just a piece of paper. I could keep you here all day, but you understand. Knowledge is attaining the facts. Doth. To whom is to understand why those facts comprehend the way they do. Then everybody say, you got to clear your throat for this. Go. <clears throat> everybody go. Kahuma. Kahuma. Now you're speaking Hebrew. Kahuma is wisdom, and it means to properly use knowledge. Oh, okay, let's put this together. Let's go back to math. Okay, 2 plus 2 is 4. I got knowledge now. Understanding of 2 plus 2 is 4. I have two apples, and I have two more apples. I got, I got four apples. Okay, wisdom. I can now go to the store and buy four apples for this price. I can now sell four apples for this price. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. Go back to the example of sex. Okay, sex is a man and a woman coming together, understanding the purpose to reproduce the human race. Wisdom. God send me my wife. God send me my husband so that I can have sex the way you want me to have sex. Look at your neighbor say, it's good that way. Teach your children, parents. Don't look at me crazy. You already got them watching PG stuff on TV. I haven't even got to PG yet. This is just what Fresh Prince of Belair is telling them. But he's telling them the wrong way. I went way back on that one, didn't I? I don't even know these new crazy ones. All I know is they got this one on MTV. Everybody's trying to shut it down because they say it's so perverse. And I just want to go, what do you think MTV's been playing all this time? Did that surprise you? This world is gross, busted, and disgusted. That's why we need some knowledge, some understanding, and wisdom. Look at Proverbs 2, 6. For the Lord gives what? 
wisdom. From his mouth comes what? Knowledge and understanding. Let's take a look at it and apply it today. Let's say practical applications together. One, two, three. Practical applications. Now let's go to this. To know knowledge means to know what the Bible says about a certain subject. Example, I know sex before marriage is a sin. How many single people know that sex before marriage is a sin? Okay, if you didn't know, now you know. There's no excuse. You know sex before marriage is a sin. That's what he's talking about. You need some knowledge. Now, understanding is to comprehend the consequences of an act. See, my daughter can say words, but she don't understand the words she says. I can get my daughter to say, Daddy's a billionaire, but that doesn't mean I'm a billionaire. She don't understand. Do you get it? We can get you all in church to say it on the count of three. One, two, three, sex is bad. Sex is bad. One, two, three, sex is bad. That does not mean you're going to avoid it when you go out here. See, you need the principle of knowledge. Yes, you got that, but now you need some understanding. Understanding says, I understand what happens when a person has sex before marriage. I understand that there's a, a child that can come and that children who are born out of wedlock have twice as much likeliness of having all the major problems as a child who's born into a marriage. Uh, go to the internet, fatherlesshomesibelieve.com. Read what happens when they grow up without their father. They're twice as likely to be arrested. They're twice as likely to be held back in school. They're twice as likely themselves to become teen pregnant girls or to get girls pregnant as a teen pregnant boy. So you're understanding, not even just talking about STDs and all of the different diseases that we have or the soul ties and emotional burdens that come on, but you're getting to understand. Are you understanding? Come on, somebody say, I understand. How do we say it in Spanish? I comprehende? Yes, gracias, gloria a Dios. Fuego! Wisdom. Now what is wisdom? Look at your neighbor and say, stupid is as stupid does. Now we're not going to be Forrest Gump, are we? Wisdom is to obey God's will. It's to be the opposite of Forrest Gump. You know that sex is wrong. You understand from the Bible why it's wrong. Now I will be wise and not have sex before marriage. Did you all get that example? If you did, can you say amen? Turn with me to Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. Hang in there with me, and I'm going to give you a chance to apply this message to your life today. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, we studied what uh, Solomon said in the Old Testament. He said that these things were so important, you were supposed to go after wisdom, knowledge, and understanding more than you go after silver and gold. Now you're going to see seven benefits that Paul lists in the New Testament when you have knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Look at it, Colossians 1, 9-14, Paul speaking here to the people of Colossae. He says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. Okay, guys, pay attention. Paul is saying, I'm praying for you. This is a prayer that I have for you. Is his prayer that you'll have traveling mercies on the way home tonight? Lord, just give them traveling mercies, Lord. What does that mean, by the way? Traveling mercies. But I know what we try to mean. We're going to be safe. Did he pray just God bless their food? Why do we pray these immature prayers? Look at me. Don't get, don't get discouraged on me. Say, help us, Lord. 
He said, I pray this for you. We continually ask God. What are you asking God for, Paul? Paul, I live in Colossae. I want to know what you're praying for me. I want to know what your prayers. This is what it is. He says, we continually ask that you will be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. What did he say he prayed for? Let's read it again. He said, I continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge. Y'all got to get excited. Come on. That you will be filled with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Praise God. I'm going to get some knowledge today from God. I came to get some knowledge from God today. I came to get some understanding today. I came to get some wisdom today. My life depends on it. My life depends on it. I better know how to be a father today. I better know how to be a pastor today. And I better understand what I'm doing there so that I can be wise in how I live. Come on, ask yourself right now, what do you need this in? What area of your life do you need this in? This is a kingdom principle. This is something that will affect how you walk out of here. This affects your job. Do you need some knowledge on a career path? Do you need to understand the economy and where things are turning so you can make a wise decision in what you do? Young people right now, are you planning out your future? Do you need some knowledge about where to go to college? What friends to choose? What spouse to have? Do you need some understanding down in your mind today to get the right and wrong so you can have a compass through everything you do to be wise in life i know i need it today look at it the spirit gives it why do we get these things so that we may live a life worthy of the lord please him in every way being fruitful bearing fruit in every good work growing in the knowledge of god being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light if you want to be in the kingdom of light can you make some noise Come on. For he has rescued us out of the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Kingdom, principles, basilelia, the act of rule and reign of God, righteousness, doing the right thing. Paul said, I'm praying you get it. I'm praying you get knowledge. I'm praying you get some understanding. I'm praying you get wisdom. Because if you don't, you will live in darkness along with everybody else. But if you get it, you will have these seven things. Write them down in your notes today and thank God you have a preaching preacher that didn't come here to tell you about a story when he was three years old and got burped by his mama and had a pet dog in the country. I came to preach as a teacher. I is, baby. Here's seven things you'll get. Live a life worthy of the Lord. Please Him in everywhere. Bearing fruit in every good work. Growing in the knowledge of God. Being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. So that you may have great endurance and patience. If you think you need any of that today, where does it come from? Knowledge. Understanding. And what? Half of you all getting the point right now. I can't close it out until you get it. You want to live a life worthy of the Lord? What are the three things you need? Knowledge and wisdom. You want to please God in every way from your family to your job to what you do in your future to what you're doing right now? What do you need to please Him in every way? Number one, you need what? Number two, you need what? Understanding. Number three, you need what? You guys are going to get it by point number seven. Point number three, to bear good fruit in every good work. Pastor, why does the church work? 
Pastor, why is your church growing? I know of other churches closing. Pastor, why are you still getting straight A's in seminary when other people don't? Pastor, why is your job being increased, getting raised after? Pastor, you, you, you want to know why I'm successful? You want to know why I bear fruit in every good work? Because I got what, people? Say it on the count of three. One, two, three. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. You want to bear fruit in every good work? You want your family to bear fruit? Your job to bear fruit? Your life to bear fruit? Your relationships to bear fruit? What do you need to have today? One, two, three. Knowledge. Number four, growing in the knowledge of God. How do we begin this process of knowing more about Him? I would never claim to say I know all about Him. So how do I get into this relationship of growing with Him? i got to have what? Number one, I have to have what? Knowledge. Some of y'all are saying He's brainwashing us. I ain't brainwashing you like SportsCenter does. Uh, excuse me, fellas. I said I'm not brainwashing you like SportsCenter does. Excuse me, ladies. I'm not brainwashing you like the soap operas reality shows does. Showing you sexual perversion over and over and over again like Jersey Shore. I'm not brainwashing you like your music does over and over. That's my favorite song. I can't listen to it enough. Woo. Ali, 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 Alejandro. I don't know which one's out there by Leggy Gaga, but play it, play it. Come on, we all want it. No, no, no. I'm not brainwashing you. I'm giving you the knowledge, understanding, and wisdom of God. Number five, if you want to be strengthened, listen to this, be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. How many need some strength today? How many are going through a tough time where you would say, I am weak? I am tired. This marriage is getting hard. This economy is pushing me down. This Christian walk is getting to the nitty-gritty parts of my life. I'm losing strength by the minute. If you're that person today, I want to give you the way out. It isn't for me to lay my hand on you, boom, fall down. It isn't for me to give you some holy water, twelve ninety-nine plus shipping and handling. Here's the way out, baby. One, two, three. Help them, congregation. They need to get knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. You want some great endurance? Pastor, how do you get on a plane? Don't even know what day you're leaving. How do you leave your children goodbye? How do you go to India? When we travel in June, we're going from India to Nepal back to India. How do we plan out all these things? From last week, I was in Miami back to here, then going out again. How do you do that? You know how I have great endurance? It's not just because I'm Italian when I preach my face turns red, baby, because I can get just as depressed as some of y'all do. Listen, the only way your pastor makes it in this fight is through three things, knowledge, understanding and wisdom. Don't look at people and hate them. Oh, they must have an easy life because I don't see them struggling. No, they've got knowledge. They've got understanding. And they've got wisdom. They're tired of hitting their head up against that wall. They're tired of doing the same old, same old, getting the same old result. They want to do something different. And lastly, patience. What will keep you hanging on for a wife, even when you've been single and it seems like you're a bachelor to the rapture? What's going to keep you holding on? Come on, what's going to keep you in the midnight hour, ladies? I'm so alone. God, oh God, he's not coming. I know he's not coming. Oh God, you called me to celibacy for the rest of my life. I should just go be a nun. I'm going to be a nun. Pastor, I'm going to be a nun. I've had people come and tell me that. Pastor, I know it's never going to happen for me. I'm going to be single the rest of my life. Just Just make a convent. I want to join it. You know what will give you patience to go through your struggles, to get you holding on when you feel like giving up? 
when you have some knowledge, when you have some understanding, and then you got wisdom. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. That was the introduction. Somebody say, preach it. All blank right now. I'm going to give you the opportunity right now to tell me what I'm preaching. I'm going to give two people the opportunity. Start thinking of one in your mind right now to tell me what you want to know about. Because it is a kingdom principle. We will fill in the blank with whatever is on your heart and mind right now. This is going to be a participation. All you got to do is give me a subject. And I will show you how to apply it to your life. Because the principle works for every subject of your life. So I want everybody to think of a subject right now that you wish you had some knowledge, some understanding, and some wisdom on. And you want to know what God says about it. Come on. Think of a subject right now. And then don't be shy. I don't want to see nobody not raise their hand because I'll start making them up. Amen. We'll talk about bestiality today. Amen. We'll give you some knowledge. I'll just make one up off the top of my head. Praise God. If you don't know what that word means, that's okay. Think of a subject you want to know about right now. I told you I done lost my mind for the mind of Christ. Amen. You can't figure me out. I'm going to have somebody help me preach right now on the count of three. Think of a subject. And I will show you how to work that word today, just like Solomon taught his people in the Old Covenant and just like Paul taught his people in the New Covenant. If you've got a subject you want this preacher to preach by interact, you don't got to be, you're just going to shout out the subject. I'm going to have you raise your hand, and then we'll point, on, point to you, and you're just going to shout it out, okay? So if it's just some violence, you know, just whatever it is, you shout it out. Demons, you know, whatever you want to know. Whatever you want to know in life, okay? If you've got a subject, here we go. One. Two, three, raise your hand. Who's got one? Okay, Liz, shout it out, girl. Everybody say education. Now, education is a pretty broad subject. So what do you mean by education? Bible education, what you're doing personally, being trained for ministry? Okay, high school education, raising up our children, the thing we should do. All right, education, everybody say raising up our children. Now, this is how I do it right here. I want everybody to see this. I have right here what you call a handy Bible on my phone. On my phone, I have a search engine right here, and I know key words to look up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put in here a key word to look up for her because I don't have all the Bible memorized yet. Amen? So what I'm going to do right here is I'm going to put in children because that's what the Bible would consider them. They weren't teenagers. They were either children or uh, men. That was all the two things they have. Now, when I put it in here, I came up with a subject index. You're saying, Pastor, why are you telling me this? If you're asking, that's what I want to do right now. If you're asking, why is he teaching me how to do So you can do it when you go home. <laughs> you don't have a pastor when you go home. Now, by the way, on our website, we have something called Form Spring. You can ask me any question you want. But if I notice and I find out it's you, even though it's anonymous, eventually I'm going to say, stop asking me questions. Go to your Bible and figure it out. I want you to get this. So somebody's thought about high school children or education. So I know that's children. So what am I doing? I just put children in there. Can somebody say amen? How many got some iPhones that are already working and twerking? Come on, girl. Work it, girl. Come on. Now I'm going to go to the book of Proverbs because I've studied a thing or two about the Bible, and I know that Proverbs has things about our children. So go ahead to Proverbs. Let's start somewhere here. Let's go to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 31. I got two right here I want to talk about, but let's get a good, let's get some knowledge. What are we getting right now? Somebody say knowledge. 
What are you doing in church right now? If you said bored, you're saying the wrong thing. What are you having right now in church? Knowledge. Go ahead. Let's. Oh, I got so many right here. Go to Proverbs. Hold it there in, in, in 31. Somebody already know what Proverbs 31 is, don't you? Amen. Praise God. Hold it right there. And then also go to Proverbs 17 and 20. We're going to work our way back. Start in Proverbs 31. Let's get some knowledge. Let's get some knowledge right here. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 28. The subject is uh, children or high school age children. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. What do we see right here? The first thing that we know, the Bible says concerning the subject, I know that children are blessed because of their parents. I wish I had a church on Sunday morning. Did you just see it? That was like magic, man. I know high school children, we're going to change it from is to are, I know high school children are blessed because of their parents. So what, what's, what's my sister wanting? What's she getting right now? She's getting some knowledge. She's getting some knowledge. She works with high school students. She wants to reach out, I'm, I'm assuming, because you love them, you want to touch their lives. So the first thing that you've got to understand is that if they're not coming from a family, well, we can't get to understanding, see? I already, I already went ahead of myself. So the first thing you've got to know is that blessed children come from blessed families. Okay, it's getting quiet in here. I'm just going to keep preaching, amen, until somebody gets happy. You might say, Pastor, do we have to shout the whole time? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You, if I'm shouting, you're shouting with me. Did you guys even see the president? Some people think shouting is ignorance. You know, that's ignorance. Did you see our Congress with the presidents? They shout and holler. This is exciting stuff. Amen. Amen. Come on. You shouted and holler last week even while the Bears were losing. Amen. Praise God. Go to Proverbs 17.6. Proverbs 17.6. Knowledge. I haven't even got to understanding yet. We're going to apply it in just a moment, but I've got to get some knowledge here. All I did is put in children in a search window. If you do need help, email me. I'll help you. But it's that easy online. I just put in children, and I'm finding scriptures on children. Proverbs 17:6. Children's children are a crown to the age, and parents are the pride of their children. Did that confirm what I just said before? That blessed children come from blessed parents? So I'm getting some knowledge here. I'm about ready to establish a principle because the Bible says two or three witnesses in the Bible, I can have a principle. Now, the only thing you might come into trouble with is when it goes from the Old to the New Testament because sometimes there may be things that are contradictory. And the only reason why that is is because in the Old Testament, they operated under the law of Moses and Old Covenant. And in the New Testament, we operate by the law of Christ in a New Covenant. So here's how it works out. Whatever is said in the New trumps the Old. And the way you can look at it is like this. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Some of you should have wrote that down. But I, but I just about got some knowledge. I want to get just one more on this. I already know where it's at. Turn to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. We got two Proverbs. I didn't have time to go to the rest. You can gather up the knowledge all day long, literally, about children. But go with me now to Ephesians chapter 5. If you're gaining some knowledge, can you say amen? Uh, rather, chapter 6. It starts in chapter 5, but it goes to chapter 6. Talking about the family, husbands and wives. And then chapter 6, verse 1, what's the first word there? Come on, shout it out like you mean it. One, two, three. Children. 
Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise. So some of you are saying, well, when we were talking about children, we could have gone to the Ten Commandments. If you thought that, you were right on track. You were gaining knowledge. Which is the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So what do we learn? Proverbs 31 says that children come from their parents blessed. Proverbs 17, that the children are their parents' pride when they live blessed. And then now we see some knowledge about what the children do. So we just talked about what parents do, but now we know what children do. What do children do? Well, it got quiet. They do what? They did. So they say, obey. I know a child is blessed because of his parents are blessed. I know a child is blessed because he is obedient to his parents. Knowledge. Boom. Right there. Amen. I could charge you $50 a day for this conference fee. Come on. We go pay Tony Little, Tony Robinson. Come on, God. You can do it. All these motivational speakers. All these books. Oprah Winfrey. She don't even teach you this. Amen. She's just so smart. I don't know where she gets it all from. Just watch her every week. She's so smart. Oprah Winfrey is a fool. She's a fool. I'll tell you why she's a fool. She doesn't believe in Jesus Christ, so she just done forgot the whole thing right there. We read in Proverbs chapter 2 that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you don't fear the Lord and understand He's the way, the truth, and the life, then you are a fool. The opposite of being wise is a fool, okay? So, so why are we even getting our advice from her? You just learned more about your family than you did on Dr. Phil, Oprah Winfrey, and all that put together. Now, now we got to get to the second thing because some of us don't understand. Because, you know, come on, Pastor. Well, we already know that. Good for you. Obey your parents. I mean, come on. See, we think we, think, we think we understand because we know. But we don't understand all the things we know. This is, not, this is not me trying to do a little nursery. I'm not trying to mess with you. Get this in your mind. You don't understand all the things you know. You know that driving 65 miles an hour is the speed limit. You don't know, young people, if you go 100, what will happen to your car and what it will look like if you do it to somebody else. That's why driver said they got to show you pictures. This is what it looks like, a can squashing right there. Family dies in a moment. But, but they, they, these people down the road, they know, but they don't understand. That's why they drive crazy. See, you know you ought to obey your parents, but some of you don't. We know that parents ought to be blessing their children, but, but they don't. They'll put on right now horror shows. They'll put on movies, but not anything to do with God. I mean, literally, parents, keep it real right now. Ask yourself, when was the last time I read the Bible to my, people, my children? Parents, let's keep it real. Parents, I just told you, I know a child is blessed because of his parents. Parents, when was the last time you understood that and you read your Bible to your, parent, uh, to your children? Well, we don't read the Bible. We just watch TV at dinner. And that's why your family is tore up from the floor up. That's why our youth pastor casts demons out of them on Friday night. And we keep wondering why they come back. Because they go back into your house and all they see is sports center on. All they see is the movie and TVs. Mom and dad ain't reading the word of God to them. See, we're, we're, God can't bless our mess. He has to work within his own framework. Knowledge. Now, what do we understand about this? Okay, now we, we got this in Ephesians 5. Just go right back to it. Amen. Ephesians 5, I understand if I'm a child and I obey my parents, I will experience long life on earth. Did you guys see that? 
I understand if I obey my parents, I will experience long life on earth. Now, parents, go back to Proverbs 17 and Proverbs 31. I understand if I teach my children, they will experience blessings. I understand. Do you understand? Now, what do you need? You need wisdom. Let's go to an example in the Bible where somebody did it right. Do you want to get some wisdom? So here, here, see what we got to do. We got knowledge. We know right and wrong. We're understanding why it's right and wrong. Now we need to pray and ask God to apply it to our life. So one of the best things that I like to do is, first of all, find people in the Bible that might relate to my situation. So, you know, I'm going to think of somebody right now that raised up their children the right way. And because their children were raised the right way, they were blessed. Because if I can get that, I can be blessed like they are. Now, here's the situation. Some of you might say, well, Pastor, you know, I'm doing this, this, and this, and it's not found in the Bible. Well, then you just pray. You just say, God, I got knowledge. I need to have, the Bible says, I, if a man don't work, he don't eat. There's knowledge. I understand if I don't work, I won't eat. So wisdom is, God, help me get a job. Help me get a job. Now, some of you, I'm getting off subject with the job. Maybe somebody might say that next. But if somebody says, okay, well, what do I do after that? Well, you're walking into every place you go, every, every application, every, everything you're seeing for hire. You're praying, saying, God, give me wisdom. Lead me. Direct me. Tell me the right things to the say to the boss. Tell me the business that I need to start. Guide me. That doesn't mean you live a perfect life. No, but those seven things will follow you. You will be successful. If you don't give up, you will be successful. You will have endurance. You will see it come to pass. Amen? Everybody say, Hannah. Hannah is my daughter's name, but it's also an awesome woman in the Bible. I'm going to turn to her story in the book of 1 Samuel. Go to 1 Samuel. Because I want to show you a mother that did the right thing with her child. Some of you already know where I'm going with this. And you might say, "Woo, she sure did it right. Come on. She did it right. Because she knew that God was going to bless her. Here's the story in short, 1 Samuel chapter 1. There's a woman named Hannah. She comes to the temple. She's asking God to bless her. She's barren. She can't have any children. The, the priest of that time comes up to her, hears her crying, and he thinks that she's drunk. The priest's name is Eli. He comes up to her and he says, girl, why are you drunk at church? He said, she said, I'm not drunk. I'm just crying. I don't have a child. Eli said, by this time next year, you will have a child. Are you all looking at it? Look at it right here. Uh, verse 4. Or excuse me, keep on going to, uh, I'm just getting it on the spot here with you. Verse 12, as she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart. Her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, how long will you keep on getting drunk? Get rid of your wine. It's okay for pastors to make mistakes every now and then. Amen. So if I ever see, are you drunk? You're drinking? No, pastor, I just came up to pray. Just be gracious. It's not the first time, okay? Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I've been praying here out of my great grief and anguish. Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. Early the next morning there arose, worship before the Lord, and all of these things went on. Verse 20, so in the course of time, Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. So she named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. Where's the story going right now? This woman couldn't have children. God gives her a child. We're going to get some wisdom. 
Now, what does she do with this child that comes to her as an answer of prayer? What does she do with this child? Verse uh, 21, some of you already got it dedicated. Verse 21, when the man, Elkanah, went up with his family, that's her husband, to offer annual sacrifice to the Lord to fulfill his vow, Anna did not go. She said to her husband, after the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord, and he will live there always. Verse 24, after he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with three-year-old bull, and ephah a flower skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Silo. When they had slaughtered a bull, they brought the boy to Eli, and she said to him, As surely as the Lord live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood be, be, be here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child. The Lord has granted him to me as I asked, so now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life, he will be given over to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. What's wisdom in raising your children? Drop them off. Let us adopt them. And there you go. Your problem solved, baby. Some parents think we're scared now. That's the call, honey. I told you they're weird. Another Jamestown. No, but she dropped him off. She said, God, you gave me this son, and now I give him back to you. What's the wisdom in this? What's the wisdom? Here it is. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. You're already turning the gears right now. I know you got it. I will be wise like Hannah and dedicate my children to the Lord. Come on. Amen. It's the word of God. If it's that happy, if it's not that much, it's okay for me. I'll keep preaching it. If you're a child here today, you say, I will be wise, like Sam, you'll read his whole story, awesome man of God. I will be wise and dedicate myself to the Lord, obey my parents. Would you stand up, please? I can't give you another example. I'm sorry, but you can get it now. Amen? This is the Word of God, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. I had so much fun with you today. I pray that now you apply it to your life. Because if you don't apply this Word to your life, the Bible will not work for you. It's not, a, it's not a book of magical potions. It's a book of principles. It's a book where you base your life on it. Band, would you come, please? God set up his principles in the word of God so that we might live a blessed life. Today, your heart needs to be, God, I will seek you first and your righteousness. I want to give you a few moments as the band is coming before we leave out here. I'm so glad that you came. And I know I mess with you on preaching to you because, man, i, I got to get this in you. So often, I, as a pastor, hear you come up to me and ask me questions of a message that I preached the week prior. And it's not just young people. I'm talking the oldest members among us will come up to me and say, Pastor, you know, what, what, what should I do in my family? And I'm like, man, I just told you on Sunday what you should do with your family. I, I just told you. But they don't get it because they don't understand they have the knowledge, but they don't understand, and therefore they don't have the wisdom. To sum up this message simply, it's this way. If you come to the Word of God, He'll give you knowledge. He'll teach you right and wrong. And if you begin to pray, He'll give you understanding. I know why I don't tell lies. It's not just I know about lies. I understand why not to tell lies. I know adultery is wrong. But I understand why not to have an adulterous affair on my wife. I know praying is beneficial to my spiritual walk. But I also understand why I need to pray. I understand why money is important to me. I know why money is important. I understand it. So what do I do? I pray for wisdom. 
Knowledge is to go to the Word of God and say, God, teach me. Get a hungry appetite today for the Word of God. Go, God, teach me something here. They have subject indexes in your Bible. Can I see one of the NIV Bibles that we sell here at the church? Whoever has one, just grab it for me real quickly, please. This is an inexpensive Bible. There are student life Bibles that are way more expensive than this. But this is just a $5 Bible you can get at our church. It just covers the cost and whatever's profit goes to, to the nation so that we can buy more Bibles. When you look at the back of this Bible... They just put a little index of subjects. A Jew, you can learn what the Jew is. You can learn about Jesus, Joshua, Justify, Judge, Judah, Jerusalem, Jacob. We need to get knowledge again, my friends. Jesus said, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. I could ask most of you right now to sing a song, to recite a lineup for a team, to tell me your quota for this quarter and your job. And you could do it just brrr. And if I said to you, tell me about children. Mom, tell me about children from the Bible. Some of you don't even know where to go in this thing. Not in this church, amen? Not after today. If you don't know how to use the Internet, ask one of your kids to help you use the Internet. Learn how to search things in your Bible. Young people. I could ask you right now, tell me about, you know, this reality show. Tell me who's winning on The Bachelor. You know, tell me why so-and-so got kicked off. Tell me what's your favorite Twitter. Tell me if you like, you know, Ashton Kusher. Tell me, well, you know, you could go on and on and on and on and on. And if I asked you right now, according to the Bible, what does it take to have a long life and to go good with you? Most of you wouldn't even know the secret of that part of success is to obey your parents. Why do I do this as a pastor? Why, why? Why? When I can just preach all by myself and have a good time. Because after a spiritual retreat, I want you guys to get grounded in His truth. And to know it and to understand it and live it out. It's not a trick. A blessed life is not a trick. And it's not some new thing that some televangelist has to sell at Walgreens for you. It's been there for over six thousand years knowledge understanding and wisdom maybe you didn't shout a lot maybe you made me wonder if you were listening to me but i hope you were because when you leave out of here today i'm going to give you a challenge go home and pick out the top five things of your life and study it that way in the bible the top five things of your life put them down my marriage my children my job my ministry, my finances. And get alone with God and go, God, you know, I'm not good at this Bible thing yet, but Lord, I, I just want to know what you said. There was a preacher one time in a church like this that he would come and the people were all excited. And they would hear prophetic words. And that means somebody would come from the audience and, and come to the microphone during worship and say, God is telling me this, this, and this. And, and, you know, we've had that in our church. And this man of God would watch that, and he would say, man, that's awesome. They, these people love God. They come up, they have prophetic words. It's powerful. And he came back the next time, and God put it on his heart to ask them, what did the words mean? 
So he came up and, and he said, congregation, before I preach, you know, some of you had prophetic words. You came to the microphone. Some of you shared what God was saying. I want to know, what, what did God say? And people couldn't raise their hands. They had forgot already within about five minutes what the people had just come up and said, God said. And he said to them, he said, I'm not preaching today. He said, because if you can't remember what God said to you five minutes ago, I'm not going to throw my pearls to the swine because you're not appreciating what God's given you. And I would say the same thing. What's the purpose of me sweating and hollering, having to carry this thing because the heat blows on me up here, and, and preparing messages? If you don't go home today and work your word, you can't live off of your pastor's knowledge. You can't do it because I understand it. You just can't be wise because the person next to you is wise. God has given you today the challenge. Will you seek wisdom? Will you seek understanding? Will you be the type of person? Turn the slide to Proverbs, please. Will you be the type of person today that gets as hungry for knowledge as my man Solomon was? Put it up there for me. Proverbs chapter 2. I want you to hear it read again today. My son, congregation, Metro praise. If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ears to wisdom, applying your heart to understanding indeed. If you cry out, call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. If you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. That is either true or your Bible is lying to you. I don't care what situation you're facing today. He is either true or he is a liar. He says he holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. He guards the course of the just. He protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair. Every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men. From men whose words are perverse. Who have left the straight paths to walk in darkness. You know people who've left the straight paths. You know friends and family. You know people who've turned their back on God, who delight in doing wrong. They delight in it. They make movies about it. They sing songs about it. And rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom will save you. Let's pray. Father, save us by your wisdom today. I pray for every person in here. Altar workers, would you come in closing today? God, I pray for knowledge, understanding, and wisdom for every life situation that people are facing here today. In just a few moments, we're going to dismiss. And as we do, if you need prayer for a life situation, don't stay in your seat. Let us pray for you today. Why? Because today, by their prayers and their counsel, this altar call can give you some knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. 
We're going to begin to pray right now. Whatever you're facing in life, as the band begins to play, would you just come forward and then we'll dismiss. But let's pray first before we go. Come right now. Wherever you are, if you need prayer over your life, begin to come. Band, would you sing please? Father, I pray today that we will receive knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Quickly, some of you aren't coming, but you know you need to. You have life situations. Don't be embarrassed. The devil's such a liar. Get out of your seats if you need it. Quickly. Quickly. We're not going to wait very long today. Come on. You need to know what an altar call will do. You need to know what an altar call will do. It will change your life right now. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Come on. This is your chance. Jesus, I pray for knowledge to come to them. I pray for help in their circumstance right now. I pray for wisdom. Wisdom for mothers. Wisdom for fathers. Wisdom for employers. Wisdom, God, for students. Oh, God, we call upon you. Sing it out, man. Come on. Don't do it the ways of darkness. Do it God's way today. Live your life His way. Hallelujah. The Bible says Jesus is the wisdom of God revealed unto us. If you don't know Jesus, tell the person who's praying for you, I need to be saved first. That's the smartest thing you can do today is get right with God. Come on, the Bible said cry out for it. Who's going to cry out for it today? We're crying out, God. Help us, Jesus. Help me. I don't know how to be a pastor without you. I don't know how to be a father without you. Oh, God, I want it more than silver or gold today. Don't leave yet. Let God touch you today. Cry out for wisdom. Cry out for understanding. It's okay if you don't know everything. Nobody does. He said the humble, the humble will receive honor. 
those who admitted, I don't know everything. The fathers who can say, God, I can't do it without you. I can't, God. I can't. I couldn't do it without you. If I don't have you with me, I can't go forward. Wisdom. Wisdom. As those are praying, we're about ready to close. If you read the book of Proverbs, going on ladder to Proverbs 6 and 7, the Bible literally says, Wisdom cries aloud. And it says, Simple ones, you foolish ones, how long will you love your simple ways? Today I believe God is raising up a generation of wise people who will do what pleases God. We've legalized abortion on demand because we've followed fools. And over 40 million children have been killed. Because we allow our children to participate in the media and their, their lies that they spread. Murder. Murder is the highest in Chicago than in any other city in America. Or we could blame it on the next door neighbor's kids or we could take responsibility. A nation that once used to have industry, a nation that once used to have pride in what it did, has turned its back on God, slapped Him in the face, and then now has the audacity to blame Him for what we're going through. Oh, to God that politicians, businessmen, leaders would say, In God we trust. In God we trust. God bless America. God bless America. Make us wise again. Make us wise again. Take away our addictions. Obesity. Think about the nation and how we suffer obesity. Why? Because people suffer wisdom. They lack wisdom. Addictions. If we went around this room today... There would be so many struggles that each one of us have that there is an answer already in that Word of God. How long will we love our simple ways? When will we turn to Him and really do it His way? In closing, as I pray today, I'm always reminded of Chick-fil-A, a business that said we won't work on Sundays. Why? Because they say we have knowledge that God told us to have a day of worship. We understand that if we set aside that day, God will bless us. And they prayed for wisdom and how to do it. Chick-fil-A, a multi-billion dollar business, closed on Sundays. When will we have radical thinkers again for God? Radical businessmen and women. Radical entrepreneurs. Radical doctors. To just say, i got to do it God's way. I've got to do it God's way. Teachers, people in our lives today, we could all benefit from the wisdom of God. Would you hold somebody's hand today in closing and just say this prayer with me. Jesus, I come to you today as Solomon did. I don't seek riches. I seek wisdom. God, I will seek first your kingdom and your righteousness 
Because, Lord, you said that all things would be added unto me. I ask you today for your knowledge, for your understanding, for your wisdom in all the areas of my life. From this day forward, I will never be the same again. I will never be the same again. If you believe it, can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen. Band, would you sing? If you want to keep worshiping, come for prayer. The cafe is open. God bless you. We love you. Keep seeking God if you need to. We welcome you up here today. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Your way.